Turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. Welcome to the show. I, I didn't know we were live. I can't we, see myself. Yeah, we're live, man. We are I, live. Because our producer. Yeah, there, there you are. Look, we're live now, man. <laughs> and there we go. What's up, Dave Cribs? Hey, man, I'm feeling good, brother. I am feeling good today. Me too. I and, really uh, am. I'm feeling great. Uh, look at you, man. You know what, man? I admire. Look at you with the lapels, the white lapels on. Oh, you know, this kind of like you kind of like formal casual. Yeah. Yeah, formal on the outside. Kaz on the inside. Right. It's kind of like a... Like a mullet. What's that? What was, it? What was like that deal mullet. in Talladega Nights where he was like, it's uh, it's formal, but it says I want to party. It's like... The, yeah. The, I forget what it was. It's like I a mullet because it's like business in the front, party in the back. Right. Business yeah. in the front, party in the back. See, yeah. if I shed this, what you realize is I'm wearing like a really short sleeve t-shirt, which is very informal. And hey, if you got a mullet and you're watching right now, you know, because it would be kind of awesome if, you know what, we're going to give some stuff away today. Hey, hey I want to give away... I want to give away... Um, I want to give away five copies of my brand new bite-sized book called Grind. Come on. All right? I want to give away Grind, Grind books today. Um, and um, and if you got a mullet. If you got a mullet. You might get all five if you can prove it's a right now picture. No, no, no. If you got a mullet <laughs> and you, and you, if, if you were proud and sporting somewhat of a mullet and listening today, or if you are working with somebody who has a mullet, take a shot of them. Right, come on, or for customers in your dealership, and they are they oh, have yeah. a mullet. I'm paying right? double points on. Take customers. a picture of him or her, right? I guess you could be a female and have a mullet, and and send that. Would you, listen because we want to give away just 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 would love to. In the spirit of starting the show the right <laughs> the way, spirit of mullets. <laughs> All right. So anyway, don't break my heart. Yeah, my achy breaky heart. So, <laughs> so All if right. you're. <laughs> If you're running around, if Simon. you're running around in the dealership and you can capture whether it's an employee, a customer, whatever, a nice mullet, send it in to us. We want to see it today on Auto Dealer Live, and uh, <laughs> that way, for a mullet on social you know, media. <laughs> and hey, if you're able to get a nice mullet shot, it means that you're in a pretty good work environment, right, Dave? You yeah, got a pretty absolutely. good culture going on, right? Or you are in the cast of Deliverance, one or the other, <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna get it on. I'm gonna get it on screen too. You're gonna get it on screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, mate. On a serious note, though, um, and we are serious though about uh, sending that shot and giving some books away. We're gonna give sure. some books away. On the serious note, we're gonna give these books away. We're gonna give five of them away today. Uh, by the way, if you won one of the books last week that we had here, hats, they are on the way. They were shipped out. I just signed some books this week, and they're on the way to you. But we're gonna give away five grind books. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the first five people to have it because it's not even for sale yet. Um, and, uh, all you gotta do is share the show, just share the show, hit the share button. If you share, you registered in, uh, to win and we'll announce the winners at the end of the show. But Dave, um, 
Got some great guests on today, and we're going to be talking about um, what's going on at the dealership level today, and really just talking about you know how to win at this game that we call the auto business. What's working, what's not. We're going to talk about you know we we got different uh, areas represented here. We have um, uh, you know those that are at the dealership level that are all over the place. I mean, we've got um, we've got some in the middle of the country. We've got some represented in large cities. Uh, we've got individuals that are represented um, on the uh, internet side, the sales side, and even on the marketing side. And I, I'm, I'm interested to talk talking to them about what's going on at their store and that, that can translate to someone else. Because I think there's a lot of things going on with the uh, culture, the atmosphere of our dealerships that um, are good. There's a lot of good. We talk about the bad a lot, but let's, yeah, let's trumpet the good and let's trumpet the winning, right? So that we can take. Sometimes you can't. If you showed me this and said, "Dave, this is 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 what I'm doing," I can't take this and and, and rep- this representing whatever it is, advertisement, ideas, thoughts, and just mimic it and always win. Sometimes I gotta not mimic it. Sometimes I gotta find out why it works. Yeah. Not what it is, but why it works, and then I gotta go. Okay, that's getting in the heart of a customer, or that's that's resonating with a a, a certain customer, a certain way. Why, and then take that and translate it right into yeah. why it would work at my store or what would work at my store. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense, and I think you make a great point. You know, the couple things I think about when we talk about culture, you know, and you just mentioned a moment ago that oftentimes we're talking about maybe the things that we're not doing right. And that's because the nature of the show is we're trying to grow our businesses, picking out and kind of being almost self-critical, examining what we're doing Mm -hmm. in in business and with customers and trying to improve that. So we do call out a lot of things because we want to have better solutions. So today is going to be kind of a twist on that because today we're going to talk about the things that we have right. And one of the things that I thought about when we talked about the culture, because we sat down before the show, Dave, and talked about the fact that, you know, we've got, like you said, different people from different areas. And my idea of a great culture may look different than what it is for you and your dealership. And what I thought about, Dave, was, you know, we've all heard the mirroring idea, right? When we call someone and they're talking kind of slow, we kind of slow our voice down, things like that. Uh, the point is, you know, a, di- a culture will look different in different areas of the country, uh, different dealerships. So it's going to be fun today to talk with not only our guests, but get your opinion. Those of you who are watching, make sure that you're commenting on social media. We do have it up uh, in front of us, so we're going to be referencing your comments. It's your voice. It's your opportunity here in the auto business to uh, to have a voice across the country. And I can't think of a better way to do it than today talking about culture. Absolutely. And one of the things we talked about as well, and I think it'll give you, the listener, a great perspective on, um, on, on culture and what's winning and working. You know, we have a couple of, um, of really cool, I mean, everybody on the show is cool, but we have a, really, a couple of really cool success stories um, at dealerships on today. And we have um, we had the opportunity to get the, the head of these on in two different occasions and we've had them on before and they're dynamic individuals and we're announced who they are when we bring the guests on in a minute but what we did we rather we opted to go to a couple of individuals dave that are working for them because we want to we want to hear listen you know a lot of times it's it's you the salesperson possibly or the the the, the you know the manager or the uh, you know the non non general manager the non decision maker that really has the ear to the ground or their finger on the pulse so to speak of what's going on at the at the ground level 
And uh, sometimes your voice is not heard. So we're going to put on others that, that whose voices are heard where they can share with you, you know, how they're relaying this message and what, what this right atmosphere, okay, culture, this right dynamic um, and how that, when it's applied, what, what that does to a store. And uh, we're going to be bringing these individuals on. And you, I think you're going to be happy to hear um, their perspective as well because they have some success stories, incredible success stories um, as well. And then uh, it's just going to be really a good show today, Dave. I'm excited about um, the, the topic. I am too. And I love the fact that we're going to have the perspective of some of those that are, I don't know if you call them ground level, but those who are, you know, actually selling on the floor, mm-hmm. the people who, you know, this is really what defines a culture, Dave, and whether or not it's a good culture or bad. It's not necessarily the leader saying, I provide a good culture, but it's those who are following that say they provide a good culture. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're going to hear from them. We're going to hear from you, and uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to be right back in just a couple of moments. We're going to have our great uh, automotive panel, as usual, uh, from all over the country. All over. You're tuning in to Auto Dealer Live. Make sure that you stay with us. We'll be right back in just a moment. All right, we're back. Let's go ahead and recognize uh, some of the those who joined us and commented. We want to just shout out to Kimberly Murphy-Miller. Thanks for joining us. What's up, Tony, Tito, Washington, Mike, Stadler, uh, Scott Petrosoni, Melissa Sigmund, how's it going? Uh, Emily Bauer, El Patron, Scott. Uh, see, Johnny, the car expert. Come on. Hey, yeah, you got a name. Robert Listen, Tormino. How blessed are you to be in the car business when your last name is the car expert, right? I know, I mean, right? Johnny, the car expert, baby. That worked out well. How does his parents know? That's what I want uh, Yeah, to yeah. You know? But, yeah, we've got... Uh, Tracy Myers. Oh, What's Tracy? up, Tracy? How man? you doing, Tracy? Speaking of Carolina. car experts. Ooh. Uh, man, I tell you what, Tracy's an Big incredible car guy. entrepreneur, Big car, car, guy, car guy. Steve Koch, Justin Grubb. Uh, we've got... Um, Let's see here. Joel Courtney. Man, what a great. And, and listen, Arnold, Terrina, how's it going, Arnold? Listen, so we've Sean Hayes. What's up, Sean? Um, we've got a great, great, great guest. John, uh, Brian, uh, Jadson uh, Singh. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining us. If um, you tuned in a little late, we're giving away five copies of a brand new book called Grind. Get ready. It's a new day. And uh, you're going to be the first five people to have it. Um, and uh, because the book's not even on sale yet. And we're going to give five of those away. And uh, all you got to do is share. All you got to do is share the show, and then we're going to announce the names and pick five out of that at the end. So, Dave, what do you say? And we go ahead and bring our guest on. And I know you got, you probably, if I know you well, and I've known you for a few years now, you probably have your first question already locked and loaded. Yeah, I already have it. Without further ado, we've got Rudy El Patron from Brooklyn, Mitsubishi, Jason Catlin, General Sales Manager, Lou Fuse, Mazda, Robert Crowley. Over at Furman Chevrolet here in Tampa, Florida. Oh, they are rocking. And we've got Clayton Lesac, a sales rep at Dan Cummins Dan Chevrolet Cummins, Buick. Man. And we've got Subi Ghosh, Senior Director of Dealer Strategy at Stream Companies. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? What's up, gals? What's up? We- what's going on? Man, I tell you what, you guys are what's going on, man. We've got an incredible panel. We're going to be talking about the winning way, the winning culture, the winning atmosphere. What's working? I'm going to turn it over to you, DC. Well, yeah, I'm going to go to to Clayton, you know, at Dan Cummins Chevrolet Buick sales rep. And, you know, um, I think it's a great perspective to really talk to those who are are in sales and on the floor because we're talking about culture. And, you know, I guess, Clayton, the question for you would be, 
what do you think really, you know, without, you know, because I, I, what I really want to avoid on today's show is talking about how great and wonderful everything is and how Disney it is at every place and really get down to what really, what really defines a culture and, and what, what do you as a salesperson look for? What are you looking for when you come to work each day to be a part of? And what do you think really uh, maybe the impact things are, the impact points when it comes to culture? Clayton, we'll go to you. Okay, well, thanks for having me on, guys. It's a, really a privilege and an honor to be here today, so I just want to say thank you. Uh, you know, when I come to work every day, um, I look for a lot of the same things that I think most people do, and that's just a positive environment. We've got a great team here that it comes from the top down. My owners, the general managers, all the floor and sales managers, they're always trying to motivate us in a positive way. And, I mean, sure, things happen where they've got to get on to you every now and then, but, I mean, it's really like a five-to-one ratio. They're always trying to build people up, encourage people. makes it a really great place to come to work and just know that your work is appreciated. And so when I come to work, I'm looking for that. I'm trying to do things daily that are going to prepare me to be in the spotlight in order to get recognized so I can get that recognition. And it's just amazing when, when they all come together and they do that because not everybody does. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Clayton. And you know, um, you're one of the guys that I spoke of about in the monologue. Uh, Dave and I were talking earlier how we really, you know, we've obviously had Glenn on multiple times over the years, as well as um, um, as, as uh, Brad Wise, who I'm going to introduce uh, one of Brad's guys in a minute. Um, and we opted to really, really reach out to a couple of guys who were working for these individuals um, because we we I wanted to hear from your perspective. So I'm going to go to Robert Crowley. And Robert, you know, one of the um, things, obviously, Dan Cummings, Chevrolet, and, and Clayton, these guys are blowing it up in Paris, Kentucky. They're, 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 they document very transparently what's going on at the dealership, which shows you the culture. We're big on that here at IPD. And I think that, you know, there's, there's no hiding the culture, good, bad, and different. So looking at uh, some, somebody that's at a dealership that may not document it as much, but we are close by, been to your store, um, know Brad very well, and happen to know that you know that the store has broken records since Brad's been there in December, and it's always been a good store. It's always been in a good location. It's all it's it's been around forever, and it's got a good reputation. What's different about it is not you know the product. It's not you know it's not uh, the deals and the, and the specials or the incentives. It's the fact that you know I believe. A fresh breath of air has blown in, and there's been some culture shifting. And so, Robert, talk about that, man. But talk about it from the perspective of how that makes a difference. Because you commuted and possibly still commute from a long distance because of this culture shift. Talk about that, Robert, and the importance of it. Right, yeah. I mean, first of all, hats off to those guys at Dan Cummins in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. They are crushing it. And uh, you guys are doing a great job. But as far as... You know, I am still commuting as well. I'm still commuting an hour every day one way just just to come to work at a culture that is a winning culture. And as far as the changes in breath of fresh air, culture starts and culture is always a direct reflection of the leadership of the store. You know, people want to change culture. People want to change. We, we all talk about it, but how do you change it? You know, and, and a lot of times it starts with the change of heart, change of minds from the leadership is how you change it. But being a part of it and 
since Brad did come to the store, I came probably about a month after he did. Mm-hmm. And it's been nothing but a privilege to be a part of a store that has a culture that is winning, that's been communicated, communicated clearly with where we're going, what we're doing. And, and the clear leadership is a direct reflection of the culture at our store. Yeah, and it, it, absolutely. You couldn't have said better. And, um, you know, Dave, commuting an hour away. So, you know, if you're watching, before we kind of go on, and Dave, I, you go to the next guest, you're watching today. We're in an industry that gets a lot of flack, and it gets a lot of flack for people leaving the industry and some, you know, talented people. But, you know, and so we try to attract, we try to hire, we try to uh, recruit, and we try to keep good people. And here is a guy that's traveling to an hour commute in an industry where people have are complained there is no future for them because of the culture. So I think that that's something that we need to take note of. If you're listening, I want you to pause for a second and go, man, okay, so hold on. Culture does make a difference, right? And Dave, that's, that's impressive, man, because he can get a job where he lives in Sarasota. Matter of fact, he was there, but here he goes because of culture. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think that maybe it's a sign of the times as well. I think that's something that Subi's probably going to weigh in on. But I want to go to Jason Catlin, uh, GSM of Lou Fu's Mazda. And we've been talking from the perspective of maybe those who are in a position where they come in and, and they're working in an environment that someone above, I think we all know the environment starts with, with, with the, at the top and kind of trickles its way down. Um, but as a leader, I would argue that, Dave, the general sales manager position in a dealership is probably the most influential when it comes to the actual culture of the dealership. Let's go to Jason. And, uh, Jason, talk about the responsibility you carry in creating that environment. Mm-hmm. Well, first off, guys, thanks for having me on. It's uh, uh, kind of like everyone else. It's a privilege to be on here. But, uh, but yeah, I... I since I've been in the car business, you know, I, I started in sales and then grew up into uh, be, a, be a leader. But um, I was somewhat lucky enough, but unlucky enough, to become a sales manager at the ripe age old of 27. So uh, that makes it a little hard when you got guys that have been around the, in the business for 30 plus years longer than you've been alive. So, I, and I always believe that if you led by example, don't tell them, show them what to do, you'll get a lot better of a result. And Something we did at Lucu's Mazda, which is um, huge here, we took a store that was doing okay and literally changed the whole dynamic by becoming a team and and everyone having everyone's back and the culture that was bred inside this in inside this store and it's it's very infectious. A lot of people who come in um, see it straight away and understand it very quickly. Jason, absolutely, and I know uh, on your social media, I happen to just kind of see some of the things that you post, and I want to ask you about this, and then I'm going to go to Subi kind of to, to follow up on this question as well, and then, Dave, you can bring uh, uh, Rudy Upatrone into this as well, because here's, and here's the thing. Culture is, is, that's what I was saying earlier in the monologue, and, and Subi kind of listened to this as well. I want to, I want to ask Jason just the, this one part here about why he does what he does and where this came from, and then, Subi, you can kind of answer this question. But we said in the monologue that really culture – if I if I put out a specific thing that I'm doing or that somebody sees something that, hey, I'm doing or that you're doing, you know, it's, it doesn't mean you, you do the same thing, but it means you find out why it works. You find out why that works, because I think that that, that different areas are different and different stores are different. So there's not one culture. There's there's the winning culture. And so, you know, Clay, uh, Jason, you're doing something. Real. Man, you're dressing up. I saw you like one picture, I guess, like Randy Macho Man. Am I right? 
Like, like, a, like you, yeah. you know, what, man, you're like putting costumes on and stuff, man. You gotta, you gotta tell me, like, I mean, that's, listen, if I would, I wouldn't do that because it's not, it's not for, for what we do here, but man, it's working for you. Talk to me about how that, that's working for culture in your store. Just talk about that a little bit and then I'm going to let Subi weigh in and bring her perspective to this whole topic. Well, it's pretty simple, to be honest. You know, everyone who's listening, I know you guys know that we spend an awful lot of time at work and away from our families and our friends. <clears throat> you know, I, I spend more time with these guys than I do with my own family. And you've got to have fun while you're doing it. And, you know, talking about the culture, if you're not, if you're a leader and you're going to want them to have fun and, and be part of it, you've got to lead by example and show them that you're willing to do it too. If you're not willing to do it, then you're not going to get them to do it either. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of not just in the dress up part, but every time we do something, you know, like Christmas time, we'll do okay, sweaters and all, all kinds of stuff. But we try to keep it fun in the dealership because if you if, if you can't enjoy what you're doing in your in your career, then you're really probably in the wrong career for yourself. So that's yeah. my biggest thing is that I just want everyone to have fun. Yeah, there's times where we have to um, be more serious. I get that. And we're trying to run a business, but... There has to be fun in there somewhere, you know. You ever wanted to? Hours a week, so long. long you ever wanted to? You ever wanted to put, put body slam one of them? Put one of them in a in a in a, cho- in a sleeper hold? I was kidding, man. So you well, know, it's, it's actually funny. It's funny you say that because I have a video which I could probably send you that we uh, kind of reenacted it out at the end of the day. That's cool, man. Well, hey, hats off to you, but that's it's awesome, man. Your culture is it's it's it's, it's contagious. Subi, I mean, won't you weigh in on this? And I'll let Cribs go to uh, El Patron after that, but won't you weigh in, Sub? Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I'm driving my dog back from the vet, so if you guys hear anything, um, it's him. Um, but I, the thing that people get, I think, confused about culture is that there's so many aspects of it, and it's not just the simple, while I agree with the fun stuff, I think the fun stuff comes secondarily, and there's so many other factors in there that leaders have to look at. And it definitely starts with leadership, like somebody already said, but there's an internal culture where you're taking care of your employees and you're paying attention to their needs. And then there's an external culture where people, community recognizes who you are, how you treat people, both your employees and your consumers. The consumer experience is a part of it. Um, and it's not just mimicking what you see as something fun that's being done. And yet, once all of this stuff boils down and you do it well and you execute, it is fun because people are enjoying working there. They they're getting clear expectations. They're, they're um, you know, given the authority to do what they need to do. And they're real managers there that are not just managing numbers, but coaching people. Um, so there's so much to do with, with culture. And if you want to talk about the how to achieve, it's those things that we should be definitely addressing. Yeah. All right. Awesome. I don't know if that's what you wanted me to no, talk no. about. But. No, I mean, I just noticed you're passionate about it. You talk about it a lot, and 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 you you know you you see the good, the bad, the the, the ugly, and so um, I just I just know that you you it's very important to you, and I know you have a lot of of opinions and thoughts about it. So I thank you for sharing that. And I'm going to come back to you in a minute, but Dave, I will let you go. To- yeah, yeah. Let's go to Rudy El Patron. Uh, El Patron, you're in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Mitsubishi. No sleep till and, baby. Uh, right, no sleep. Right, and you know we opened up the show talking about the fact that you know a successful culture may look completely different in one part of the country or the other. And I'm guessing that 
the maybe the culture, whether it's the employee culture, the, the what you transfer to the consumer, what the consumer is looking for in Brooklyn may look a little bit different than other parts of the country. So maybe weigh in uh, Rudy El Patron on what might be different there in Brooklyn. Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on, man? Go ahead, Rudy. You're up. All right, man. So, yeah, so we live right now. So, you know, I'm having the best time of my life right now. And, you know, it's all about the energy and the positive, right? It comes down to action. It comes down to, you know, the assumption that they don't see it right away when you shock, when you shock them with the culture shock. And, you know, I believe culture is not only necessary, but it's like a must. You know, you have to change positive attitude. You know, the guy's got to believe in you. You got to be the one doing it. If they see you doing it, right? And I'm a rock star, so I come in here and I want them to be just like me. I said, listen, you're going to be successful. You're going to make it. You, I want you to have my job when you come in here. If you're not looking to get my job, you know, there's a problem, right? Because I want you to make it. Because when I was in sales and, you know, the guys that helped me out get to the top, I wanted to be like them. So, I want to change the culture to be positive, and I believe that it's necessary. you got to have fun. You know, we're having the best time of our lives right now, and we're selling cars, and we're making money. So everybody's happy, and, and the attitude has to go towards that way. But it has to come from the top. The leaders have to believe it, and everybody else got to jump on board with that. And I believe that's why we're part of the success that we're having here, because everybody has embraced it as a team. You know, the dream team is, is, is the winning team, you know what I mean? Yeah. Dave, Dave, let me ask you this. After listening to El Patron and thinking about the culture in Brooklyn, Mitsubishi, or in Brooklyn, New York, um, and just hearing what he just said, what do you imagine the store being like? Like, for me, I think about uh, a camaraderie. Camarader well, you don't have to imagine. He, he's, he's, all, he's on social media all the time, so you know, what it's, you know what's going on there. Because, again, everybody that's on today, that's the thing I like about it, too. Mm -hmm. See, when you, you got to understand something. Those that are watching right now, you know, we're, we're – we're, if you're, if you're culture ambassadors, we have a culture ambassador here, right? And we have multiple, but we have someone that's designated as a culture ambassador. And so basically, that is, that's somebody who's going to document what's going on. And so these individuals are documenting. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, Jason's dressed up like Macho Man. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm right. talking like, dude, he's in tights. I mean, come on. And then you've got Subi. Who, who, you know, who is talking about culture and, and really, you know, come, uh, you know, everything really she stands for in her organization and the women in automotive, who she's also part of, it's centered around culture. Then you got Rudy that you don't have to imagine what it's like. El Patron, I mean, you watch the Facebook and then you see the guys here. It's like going to a, a big giant party. The guys are excited. Right. And then you got Robert, man, who's driving a freaking hour, right? I mean, and and then you know, and then Clayton that works for that for for Glenn, who's documenting their sales meetings. I mean, they got, they're following their customers out of the car with cameras. I mean, you know, it's like it's it's culture. So I would sum it up as like, look, if it's worth watching, then you might be doing something right. Oh no, I totally agree. I, I just, I just, for. well, I just imagine you know the Brooklyn dealership with after, imagine all of them together. Yeah, like if you walked I, yeah. into El Patron store and Jason was there, and then he jumped off the top rope <laughs> and then gave you like a like a bionic elbow, right? And then Subi was there to pick you up and kind of you know make sure you're okay and kind of hey, are you all right? You know, and then all of a sudden you know, you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then Robert Robert's gonna drive you an hour away like an Uber drive. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't I don't know, Subi. I don't know. Let's re let's reel it back in, Subi. Yeah, Come on. You should, hey, you, ask you know, Subi, Subi, let me let me just ask you this. I mean, I, I let's get back to serious culture because you know, we talked about uh, Robert's a great example with yeah. driving 
you know, an hour out of his way to get to get to a place that he loves to go to work. And we, there's a lot of talk about, you know, the upcoming generations where, you know, the experience, the 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 the, you know, the uh, the time that they have at work and spend at work is maybe more important, the quality than even necessarily hitting a certain number when it comes yeah. to uh, earnings. But um, it's and I think it's no secret <clears throat> That one of the best-selling books of all time, of all time, is Purpose Driven Life yeah. uh, by Rick Warren. So I think people deep down inside do want to feel like they're part of something bigger than just the money. Maybe right. talk about that, Subi. Oh, absolutely. And, and just so that it doesn't take the wrong turn and get into the millennial talk, I'm so tired of talking about millennials. Gen yeah. Z is knocking at your doors and working in our dealerships. It's about the shift in what the mass majority of the workforce in no time at all is going to be. And, the, and here's the thing. We don't want to stereotype. And that's the thing about culture, right? When we're talking about company culture, we don't want to stereotype people. There are people that like the fun. There are people that like structure. There are people that like, you know, more uh, professional buttoned-up suit and ties and, and a good leader is going to identify each of those people and provide avenues for each of those types of individuals to enjoy where they work, to feel supported, to feel like they are impacting the business daily. Um, and, and for the most part, those, those younger generations, the multiples of them, they want to feel a part of something. Yeah. So they'll sacrifice money for time with their family. They'll sacrifice money for an opportunity down the road, to get better down the road. So a lot of times, career path and not the commission path is what keeps people sticking around or putting up with the tough hours. So it's not just one thing. But yeah. while we're on the topic, mm -hmm. we don't have to work the hours that we work and put people through meetings they don't need to sit through and beat them up for wanting to take a day off to be with their family. Those are yeah. simple things that we can work around easily. But yeah. instead, you fear monger. Yeah, and, and you know, hold on to these yeah. stupid rules because that's what's been done forever. I, 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 amen. And you know, it's interesting because of the, we're giving away five copies of uh, Grindbook to sharers of the show today, and um, I that's what I'm writing about in it. And I'm really big on that because I almost lost everything family-wise, you know, a decade ago or so because I I worked, you know, hours. And not and, and didn't do it properly, and so I um, I'm big on on that, mm -hmm. and I and I've watched growth in that area. But let me ask that question because we're in the car business still, and that's you know, so we know what we believe. And, and I want to ask maybe if somebody, and I'll kind of put it out there to 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 one of the guys since Subi just kind of brought that up. Arlette Clayton, Robert, Jason, and El Patron answer this. I mean, how do we balance that, guys? Because you still got an industry where you're, you know, you got to got to manage a number. You got, you know, you got it's not just money, but it's your it's it's you know, it's the OEM, it's it's the it's becoming, you know, it's it's the uh the the, the you know, the um the stair step money, it's whatever's whatever is, you know, centered around moving units, right? And you got to do better. It's a performance driven industry. And um, how do you manage that? So how do you how do you balance that out and still make it about really going after those numbers? And does somebody want to tackle that and kind of maybe bring the topic into into that type of high intense culture without working yourself until you die? Does somebody want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, so let's start with. Yeah, go ahead. Who's whoever that was there? Who's this? Okay. Yeah, this is Rob. Okay, Rob, go ahead, man. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, talking about driving that in, you know, I've kind of been studying culture a lot lately. It's been top of mind for me, how to create it. And one of the things I came across recently, and this hit home, because most of the time in this industry, you're right, David, we have to hit our numbers, we have to hit our goals, the manufacturer's pushing on us to hit our OEM stair-step money, whatever the case. Uh, but the one thing that's made a big difference in our stores, when you when you kind of stop managing so much the numbers and you start managing and having engaged and build relationships with your employees, you know, I have a team, I'm, I'm under Brad Wise here, as you know, and when, when we start getting to know our employees, when we start building relationships with employees, they want to come to work. They want to hit the numbers for the store. They feel like they're a part of being the bigger purpose to drive the culture and drive the numbers. So when you take care of your people, when you start creating lasting, meaningful relationships, mm-hmm. not just not always just on a work level, the numbers are going to take care of themselves. And that's what we've seen as we're breaking records month over month. That's good. And did someone else, Some I know a couple of you guys wanted to weigh in on that. And did someone else want to comment on yeah, that? Yeah, David, this is El Patron. Hey, so basically, you know, it's about finding a balance, right? And, and yeah, we spend a lot of time here at the dealership. And, you know, I drive two hours away because I live at the end of Long Island. But I love coming to work because the energy that, that that I bring to the place and, you know, everybody wants the same the same goal, right? We want to get the same number. And what I tell my guys is stop selling. You know, at the end of the day, just take care of the customer. You know, we want to be the number one rated dealer in the tri-state area. And we're number the one with the number one Mitsubishi dealership in the Northeast. So, you know, the numbers will take care of itself. I agree with what he said. Um, the numbers will take care of itself. You just got to take care of the customer and take care of your employees, man. Make 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 sure the guys feel appreciated. Pay them what they need to be paid. Take care of them. Sometimes they just need a talk. You know, they come into my office and they're having issues. Listen, if they need a day off, I say, listen, if your head is not here, take the day off, man. You'll make it up. And, you know, when you don't put that kind of pressure on them, they want to work for you. If they love you, they'll do anything for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Let's let's go back to Clayton Lesac. You haven't uh, had a voice uh, in a few moments. So, Clayton, what what do you think? Why don't you go ahead and weigh in? Uh, yeah, whoever that was speaking uh, just before me, he's spot on. I mean, if you create the environment where people have a high-intensity energy and they love coming to work, then, you know, everything else is going to take care of itself. Of course, everybody comes to work because they want to get paid. But, I mean, in my opinion, if you've got an environment where people actually love to come to work, the schedule's good, the environment's good, then the money is not the most important thing. You know, that's that's just going to kind of work itself out. But if your goal is to take care of each and every customer that comes through the door, then you're creating fans, and the sales will take care of themselves also. Clayton, let me ask you a question to follow up on that. And I, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. Again, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing about that. I'm, I'm, I can't get off of it because it's, uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe in it. And I have an answer on this, and I've got an opinion, but I want to ask you guys, how do you draw? So, but you guys, I hear, I see Glenn all the time, you know, hey, man, we're going to hit 1,000 cars. We're going to do this and on our road to 1,000. And, you know, there's, there's numbers out there. So then how do, you, how do you take that and go, hey, but, we, you know, it's, it's, what do you make it about then? Is it is it a common goal? Is it now everybody's on the same page and we've got this awesome culture, this vision, and, hey, we've got this common goal, so now we feel like as a team it's about accomplishing this goal? How do, you, how, do you, how do you hit that number? What's, you know, if it's not about the money, 
which obviously they do get paid more money if they do it. But what what do you what do you make it about? Like how, how do you how, what's if you're standing in front of your sales team, if you're humor me for a second and and, and really it, you know address our audience. Let's say they're your sales meeting, Clayton. You're in there, right? How does somebody in your management team, Glenn or one of the guys, address you guys on hitting a number? Hey guys, we got one week left. Can you can you give me a little insight on what he would say? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. I mean, every single morning that we start out here at Dan Cummins, we have a mission statement that we all recite together as a group. You know, there's there's no individuality as far as that goes. And then we're on the same mission to reach whatever goal that is for that month. Now, on an individual level, we've got our own personal goals. And we will even write out a gratitude list and a goal list So while we're all on the same common mission to reach that goal, we all have our own individual goals. So as long as we're all in to win every single day and accomplishing our personal goals, then it's going to, it's going to move the whole team towards that one common goal. And so when we recite the mission statement every morning, when we write out our goals every morning, when we write out our gratitude list every morning, people come to work energized and they've they've got purpose Mm, that's good man mission statement that's a, that's a great you know how many you go. know i couldn't help but think I'm how so many sorry. who was that I, that was clayton from uh, dan cummings chevrolet clayton is a clayton is a is in sales at dan cummings chevrolet and uh I, you know and i tell you what man incredible we're gonna be best friends <laughs> you know what i think it's great that yes the first step is to make sure that it is a good place to work and that people feel appreciated and the warm and fuzzies, but that's really like 10% of the equation. Mm-hmm. Putting things in action and putting things in black and white and making there to be steps and structure so it's not just something that you say, but it's really something that you live. Vision statements, mission statements, expectations written out, real changes to how things happen and the operations that take place. That is how you take it to the next step when it comes to culture. And what Clayton just, for those people that are looking to really impact your culture, mm-hmm. those are the steps you need to take to be able to do it. Because people talk about culture all the time, <clears throat> but not a lot of people talk about the specific how-tos. And that right there is great advice. Amen. Good, good, word, way to, good, good way to say that, Sue. I couldn't help but think, you know, Dave, as I listened to, to Clayton talk about reciting the mission statement, I was thinking, wait a minute, who... You know, what sales team at what dealership stands up and recites a sales mission? And then I followed that. My second question was, who, what dealership sells a thousand cars a month? The one that stands up and recites the the mission statement. Clayton, that's awesome, man. Let's go to, let's go to, uh, let's go back to Jason Catlin. And Jason, uh, why don't you comment? I'll let you kind of have free reign on what you've heard and what you want to weigh in on. Um, You know, I've heard a lot of really good stuff and, you know, one thing I'll say, and I'll kind of uh, address Suvi real quick. So I know, obviously, Dave has kind of made a point of uh, dressing up and all that kind of stuff, but we are very much um, organized here. Everyone is fully aware of what our goals are. And each month on the on the sales board, we put what they did last month and what their goal is for this month. And, you know, I sit down with each one of them and say, you know, I need to – this has got to be your goal <laughs> But it's all got to be a common goal at the, at the end of it. And, you know, one thing I'll say about my team, I actually just took a salesperson from a different store. We're, we're a, a group of 15 manufacturers. 
and uh, he came from a different store. I'm not going to bash on that on that store, but he said it was such a different culture here, and that's what we keep talking about is the culture. Um, but everything that's been said has been phenomenal. Um, you know, I've actually taken a couple of things on there myself, uh, making some notes here. But you know, it's it, the general thumb rule of it is I grew up in a, a in a uh, in a uh, locker room basically, and you've just got to make sure that you if you get if you're bored in as a leader, your team will be bored in as a leader, and you've just got to weed out those ones that and not necessarily fire them, but you've got to find out the ones that aren't willing to be part of that culture and get the buy-in and figure out what's going to make them tick as well at the same time. Well, so I know that's kind of no off off the no no off that, the road there, but that's really the whole general gist of it. It is, and you know, it's not it's not off it's not off base. Actually, Jason, it's it's right on because again, I want to bring it back to. To, to something I said, and then when Subi just commented on um, Clayton's, uh, uh, you know, uh, answer when he said about mission statement. And here's the thing: if you if you can pull that off, so and this is what I, you know, and you wrote down that rather than then go, hey, I need to get a mission statement and start reciting it again. The mission needs to be in your guy's heart, your gal's heart already, meaning that whether you stand up and recite it in the morning, that's their way of doing it, the pledge and what have you. But here's the deal. Do you even have one, right? Do you know the dreams of your people? Have you sat down and said, hey, what do you want to accomplish? And then so once you know those things, you know, we do that here where we bring it back a lot of times to the things that matter. And that is the same the same concept. And so I think that how you do it is not as important as is is why it works when you do it and are you doing it. So Jason, you you just hit it right on the head, man. It's about leadership and let me kind of bring this up um as we've got a few more minutes here and and then uh then we'll go into some closing remarks in a minute, but uh bringing this up as a topic and then again, I'll just kind of start um maybe Subi and we'll just go, you know, down the line here and we'll start with Subi. How about what's next? Okay, culture's not just about, you know, Subi making us feel warm and fuzzy, right? It's not just about um, I think that's almost the fruit of it. Like you see somebody who looks like they feel warm and fuzzy and positive vibes are going on. And that's that's the fruit of it, right? That's not the root of it. And so what's the root? What's the step two? What goes beyond that? How does it how do you maintain it? How do you get there? You know, what's a, what's an actionable thing that we can we can put into place that if people are listening to me, they can write it down. What's what's an actionable step in your opinion? Absolutely. I, I love that we're talking about this. Um, just to get started, things like mission, vision are great things to do. Really clearly written expectations of what the career paths are and what you're going to be evaluated on. Those are really important for people, especially the younger generation. But um, one of the greatest things that, so my very second dealership that I worked at was Preston Automotive Group in Maryland. And Dave Wilson um, and his son, Dave Jr., they do a great job of, so they kind of stole a little thing called uh, from the Ritz-Carlton where they have these 10 steps, these 10 things of what it means to be a Preston employee, right? And it's, we never point, we take people where they're supposed to go and um, never say it's not my job. Mm-hmm. And you take those things so that it becomes a mantra for anybody who is working in or around the dealership and for anybody considering it. And that kind of experience will help you to really allow your employees to know what it means and, and really elevate. Because once you put those little things down, then they become a part of that culture, that mission. They 
to get bought in not only to the goals, but to what it means to be a player. Um, and that would be step two, and then there's step three and four and five, where you really engage the community, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But start okay. there. Subi, in your opinion, is there anyone in the dealership that's responsible for creating culture? What a great question. Um, Yes, I think that leadership is definitely where it starts. But to the people that feel like the small guy, that don't feel like they can really make that much of a difference because they're not a leader, I know that one person can make a difference because I was that person. And at my dealership, if I hated something, I did not ask for permission. I asked forgiveness after I've done it. And so take the little things that you can influence. Take the people that that have the same mindset as you and start putting things into play. And when those things, those little things that you do for consumers, for each other, start to get recognized, all of a sudden you have a snowball that can help trigger leadership into paying attention to what you do. And I know that one person can make a difference because they've done it at more than one place. It yes. definitely, definitely is easier with leadership, but, but the bottom line is to do it too. Yeah, I think that's great. Great advice. Should be great advice. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we got to wrap up. We're running short on time. Uh, amazing panel. We're gonna go to uh, Rudy El Patron for closing comments. Then we'll go to Jason, Robert, Clayton, and Subi to wrap it up. Uh, Rudy, go ahead and weigh in. Closing comments. Thank you so much for being on the panel. Hey, man, thanks for having me. Listen, what I tell my guys is, listen, don't focus on the paycheck, right? Focus on, you know, making the customer happy. Focus on going out of the way, right, to make it, to make them feel comfortable. Um, the little things so it makes a big difference, you know, and I believe in making a difference in people's lives. So that's what we're doing. We're not focusing on the paycheck right now. We're focusing on, you know, making a difference. And, you know, we're having the most fun of our lives. Some of them are having the best year of their life. I'm having my, my best year of my life in the car business. And I love it. I'm having fun doing it. I love coming to work. I don't care driving two hours. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's a good, good environment. And everybody, we have meetings every day. But you know what? At the end of the day, um, we make it work, right? And that's what it's about. Good stuff. Very good. Very good. Let's go to Jason Catlin. If I could give any advice out there, you know, as a, as a young manager when I first got, it, got in there, it would, it would be... Just, I know I keep saying it, but you have to lead by example. If you are not going to do that, your people are not going to get the buy-in. You're not going to keep the right people. You're not going to have the right team. And you know, my team knows this very much. Very much with me is I, I actually have a zero tolerance for you know skating deals and all that kind of stuff. If everyone's a team. Everyone works together. And I'll kind of touch on what Al Kern just said. Is the ultimate thing is take care of the customer, sell the car, do what we've got to do, and we'll figure out the, the logistics from the from the inside the dealership standpoint after the fact. So the, there's just one common goal, and that's take care of the customer. And, and you know, one thing that the Loop Fuse organization has is we have we do have a, um, a mission statement. It's actually on a card. We don't read it out on a daily basis, but we keep it around. And the ultimate goal on there is with respect, and that's exactly what we try and achieve here on a daily basis. Well said, well said. Robert Crowley, give us your closing remarks, my friend. That's great. I, I love this topic. I love all the input that we've had so far. And, you know, going back to what you kind of initially asked about the roots, culture is not, you know, as you're changing culture in a store and you're trying to be that one person that can make a change, 
you have to remember that it is not going to come in one day as well. You know, the I think the recent stat I saw was take 66 times. So 66 times for something to become a habit. And, and culture and leadership does have to become a habit and something that you have to work at every day and uh, keep building the relationships every day, keep reminding every day. absolutely love that idea of reading out the mission statement. But it takes 66 times to create a habit. So this isn't something that you can go and change overnight. And I think so many people do expect that to happen. But, uh, you know, if you follow some of the simple steps that, that hopefully we laid out today, I think a lot of people uh, will change for the better for their store. And remember that you can be just one person that makes a difference. But culture at the end of the day is everybody's job within the whole store. Leadership, sales associate, your porters, your service greeters, whatever you are in a dealership, culture is everyone's job. So like Subi said, one person can make a difference. All right. Uh, let's go to Clayton uh, Lezak at Dan Cummings. Uh, yeah, again, guys, just thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. I, uh, I really do appreciate it. Consider it an honor. Uh, I would like to say that, you know, the culture, the winning culture does uh, have a lot to do with coming from the top down. But just like most of you all have said, it is everyone's responsibility to uh, present themselves as, as being a teammate, uh, being someone that does carry that winning attitude with them. Uh, because, you know, I'm sure we've all seen where one person with a bad attitude can act as a virus around the whole place, and it's just so hard to turn that back around. So it's within each and every one of us to put our best foot forward to come to work every day with, you know, that, that team spirit and really jump on board with what the company's mission is. Uh, you know, a, a team or people that work together, they're going to win together. And, you know, it's, it's everybody's responsibility just to do that uh, but one of the things that i really like is that um you know we need to follow people that are worthy to be followed and we need to live our lives in such a way that people will follow us and as long as we're doing things that way and treating people how we want to be treated that culture will emanate out of everybody let me tell you man clayton i'm a, I'm, a, I'm, high, I'm highly impressed by you and uh your your comments man so i'm expecting to see big things um, uh, out of you, man. I definitely am going to be paying attention to what you're doing. So, great job, man. All of you, but uh, but really, uh, uh, you, you got a bright future there. Um, and we'll go to Subi uh, Gosh. Subi, thank you so much. Uh, you're you're you've been on the show multiple times. You're a friend of the show, and we just want to thank you for coming on. And if you're leaving us for your closing remarks, of course. Honestly, I feel like I've uh, said everything. You can follow me. <laughs> at mm -hmm. Subi 101 or uh, look me up on, on Facebook or anything. Um, or you can text me, 716-480-6135. Culture is one of my favorite things to help people fix because um, if we fix, if we help each other fix our cultures, then the industry doesn't look at us as less trustworthy than Congress. Um, and by all of us doing this and focusing on the consumer experience and focusing on each other, think we can actually really influence some real change but um hey why don't I you guess the only tell thing it, that i want to say oh, oh I was to say before you get off make sure you, I, want, I want i <laughs> yes, was gonna say yes. make sure you mention uh women in automotive next month too because it, it, oh, it, it's, not, it's not too late to get be part of that definitely definitely um it uh leadership is not a title you don't see that anywhere um but leadership is a behavior it's an attitude and the person all the way on the front lines can be a really great leader and be an agent of change. I worked my way up in 
six short years to be the director of sales and e-commerce, and I know that anyone can do that. Don't don't ask for permission. Just take on extra responsibility. Ask for forgiveness later. But be that agent of change to do things right way, not only by consumers, but by your team, your teammates, your coworkers. That's that's how you become a really great leader. And everyone is invited to Women in Automotive, not just women. Uh, we have some great, great topics on leadership and um, hiring, recruiting, retaining, and dealership strategies and uh, personal development. So if anybody wants any information, go to www.womeninautomotive.com or contact me directly. Um, and if you feel like your, your, your dealership definitely can't send you and you want some sort of scholarship to get there, um, I might be able to, to help somebody out there too. So uh, we hope to see you guys. It's June 24th to the 26th in Orlando at a great resort. And David's going to be keynoting uh, on changing the concept of, of crushing it, really. Yep. So we're really excited about that as well. We have some great speakers and and. Mm-hmm. And by the OBM way, that hotel to do Kena, so. that hotel is off the yeah. chain. That hotel is one of the coolest places. It's right in Champions Gate. It is. <laughs> it really it's is. got a wave pool. It's got a lazy river. It's got a golf course. It's got. It's it's, it's bad to bump, so. But uh, awesome, yeah. awesome. Cool. Thank you for having me. Hey, thank oh, you thank for you, all for for joining us, um, Rudy, uh, El Patron man. Thank you so much. Killing it up there, Jason, Catlin, Robert Crowley, Clayton Lesac. Um, Subi Ghost, thank you guys so much. Been a great show, and we look forward to having you guys back uh, very shortly. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, sir. What do you think? Well, I got a note, you know, a page full of notes, and Me I thought too. we had some great, uh, some great, you know, nuggets in there that uh, that I want to start applying when I walk out of here. So, yeah, cool. absolutely. I, you know, I, um, if it never see, you know something, man, it never ceases to amaze me the talent and the creativity and the uh, innov- innovativeness that we have in the innovation, I should say, we have in the auto industry. And let's read some of the comments that we have yeah. that came in. You know, um, sometimes the shows get so busy, we don't get a chance to, to read the comments live. We'd, we'd like to do that. Um, we welcome, um, you know, you to, to, to comment and to call. Uh, let's just look at some of them. And after that, we have some uh, winners to announce as well. So I don't stay know what, tuned. I don't know what Marissa's doing. She's giving out a phone number on a, in a comment there. But Marissa <laughs> Molnar. Uh, I'm not sure that's what that's red. about. That's red. Um, Eddie Stefan said, I agree with both statements. Luke, great finally meeting you in, uh, in, in Vegas. Let's see here. Uh, Luke Holland, one of the best shows I've watched. And culture is so very important for all stores to get a hold of. Thank you. Uh, Luke, um, you know, for, for the compliment and uh, you're right. Culture obviously is important. Eddie Steph, amazing show today. Everyone. Thank you, Eddie. I'll read one more day. Then I'll let you read it. Um, let's see. Let's go down here. We got, um, let's see. Marissa, um, Molnar red said, I got so much inspiration, uh, from rockstar. Good friend of ours, Matt Keenig. Thank you. And, uh, Let's see. I'll read one more for comments. The part of the big plan will make them being part of the big plan will make them work harder towards it. And um, great comments there, man. Great comments there. Eddie Stefan Dave says I write my goals every morning and reflect on them every evening. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That that is pretty cool. And uh, you know, one of the comments up there. Do do you know the dreams of your people? And I thought it was kind of interesting. And I I think it might have been Jason. I'm not sure who talked about you know, meeting with each of his people. And, and I think it's important really understanding, you know, w- what people's desires are. We're all different, right? So like what drives me at work or what, what maybe lends to, to me 
feeling better about my environment at work can be completely different than the next person. And, and being able to recognize that as a leader and sit with people and, um, and talk about that is, is pretty cool. So, um, and Dave, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this at you. I'll throw you a question because you have an, not only an amazing, uh, you know, when, when, I, when we were talking about the whole stand up and recite, you know, the kind of the routine they go through and the, and the people being so bought in and, you know, you come in every single day and, you know, you start your day with meetings with, you know, getting people, you know, especially in sales. I mean, you, you, you spend a great deal of your time in the sales room and, you know, the culture in there is amazing because man, they got a tough gig, man. <laughs> I mean, they're not out and I don't want to compare, I don't know, I have to compare a little bit, I guess, to the car business, but in the car business, at least we have the freedom to kind of go outside and meet people, do different things. We're kind of in different areas, but your guys are kind of in one room every day day in and day out and that gets tough and i know some Sometimes of you that are working hiding in the corner yeah some of you that are working <laughs> in the internet bdc departments maybe can relate to that if you're kind of maybe stuck in one geographical location of the dealership uh it becomes challenging and i think keeping that mental you know not only the sharpness but the happiness just mm -hmm. you know talk maybe share maybe a secret <clears throat> you have dave yeah I mean, well i think i'm going to reiterate a lot of what was said um by a couple of our guests today maybe in a slight different way and it's not just the um, the sales. I gravitate to sales, but um, it's in, in, in it's also the marketing department. It's also leadership. And you know, I'll tell you this: it's it comes down to a it, to make sure as a leader that you pay attention to everybody that you're leading. So if you have areas that you gravitate towards, you can't, you know you spend a lot of time there. But at the same time, you know I've got to I, I go in to, to 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 the people I work with. I go in and talk to them. I you know I'm a, hey how are you good good morning how you doing oh man you you know you absolutely killed it yesterday or I'll speak something or man I tell you what I heard you're doing really well you setting appointments like crazy or whatever. So I go around and talk to a lot of people, and I I just do that anyway. I had someone come in last week that was visiting. And we were walking out and I was talking to some of the people in our BDC and she said, I've never met any an entrepreneur or a business owner uh, for the most part. She was, I interview tons of them. She writes for a magazine and she was interviewing me and she said, I never um, have met a, a lot that talk to know all their employees. I said, I, you know, I don't know any other way to do it, but yeah, I think that's important to, uh, because, you know, I, I see that too. It's just comes natural to you. It's not that you're going in there to check it off the list. Oh, Okay. I touched base here, here, here. It's just something you just do automatically, and I think that's. Well, I know. say something. I'll say something. I'll say it this way. <clears throat> we, I, okay, and I say this in a lot of things I talk about leadership, but uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it now. Motivation and, and, and inspiration are are two different things. Motivation and inspiration, or let's say inspiration and influence. Mm -hmm. We're talking, you know, influence, inspiration versus motivation. Motivation is, hey man, good job. Motivation is, you know, hey, I like your shirt. Motivation is, you know, uh, inspiration doesn't cost you anything. Right, right. You know, um, inspiration or influence costs you something. There's a difference. It requires an investment. So I think that mm -hmm. with every investment, there's a return. And, um, but, you know, I can't emphasize knowing it with, with that, know your people and then know their dreams. You know, our mission statement is to have a place. This is our mission statement, to have a place where – everybody that works there can realize their dreams, you know, yeah. and, um, Love and, that. and, Love and that. so, you know, I mean, to me, that's, that's, there you go, yep. you know, and we, we, uh, and, and I'm so glad I got the opportunity to kind of, to, uh, bring your perspective out. Dave, we do have a caller on the line. So yeah, we're don't, go, real don't go anywhere yet. When we, after the caller, we're going to announce the winners. I got the names right here. We're giving away Lou, pop the book up on the screen. 
Five copies. The first five, by the way. Even before I get a copy, you're going to get a copy. <laughs> five copies of my brand new book. It's part of Bite Size Series. I'm writing Bite Size Series books on passion, brand. We already got three or four in the works, but grind is the first. Subi told you I'm going to be keynoting at Women in Automotive just really quick. I'm going to be talking about grind, but it's not what you think. It's redefining the grind. And I'm going to be talking about that next month at Women in Automotive. And um, so stay tuned. We're going to give five copies away. Here's the book right there. Look at it right there. See it? See it? Yeah. That's a Go good ahead. looking book, man. Right Thank you. So uh, so we, we do have a caller on the line. Um, who's on the line? Welcome to the show. Good. It's Martha Red Moldar. Oh, hey. Red, how you doing, hey. Red? How are you? Fresh off I of. I am very well. Thank you, guys. Um, actually, I flew in from Vegas last, uh, yesterday morning. I was at the Rockstar Auto Conference. Guys, thank you so much for those tickets. I want to say appreciate it. Hello oh. to everyone on the panel today. Um. <laughs> I had the opportunity this weekend to hang out with a whole ton of sales hustlers, um, Matt and Chris. Thank you so much again for the tickets. And the thing that I have going on is um, I actually changed stores from Craker Jeep to Mitsubishi and El Patron. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited that you want to help me on part of my journey. And the thing that uh, you guys have been talking about is a top-down um, it starts with management, it starts with ownership, and it comes down. And um, I'm really excited for the change that I'm making because it's management. It's the culture that that management wants to bring. I'm so game for And it's not just one person, guys. It's a lot of people that have to be a part of that team. And I just want to say thank you, guys. Um, and I'm actually driving right now. I pulled over. I'm on my way to see Mr. Glenn Lundy and see what is that culture like and what can I take away from visiting them uh, this weekend that I can help uh, with my own personal growth and the growth of the store that I'm uh, joining over on uh, Route 46 Mitsubishi. Come on. Wow. Man, that's that's powerful. So first of all, congratulations. Um, uh, I'm going to tell you that. um, And then you know what, man? I'm hearing – the voice of somebody who is getting ready to to blow up. Watch out, everyone, because she's getting ready to take off, and she's doing what she needs to do. She's checking out what's working, and that's what a leader does. That's what somebody who wants to improve does, and um, I am just so, so happy for you. So uh, awesome, and thank you so much for calling in, and I can't wait to get you back on the show. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Strong. I will talk to you, and let's meet up sometime. I definitely uh... – I'd like to see what it's like out there, too. Awesome. You guys have done such an awesome and amazing job. Stuby, I've met you before. I do want to get out to that uh, Women in Automotive and get out there and check that out. Well, you need, so, to, um, you need to get out there. You need to get out there next month, and I, I, I get a chance to meet myself. I'm going to be doing one of the keynotes there, and uh, I'd love to meet you. But um, absolutely, um, Stuby could hook you up with that. They all dropped off the, the call right before you came on, so but they're still listening, okay. I'm sure. But um, Hey, thank you so much uh, for calling in, and um, definitely look forward to hopefully meeting you next month. Yeah, I hope so. Keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Red. Thank you. Take care. You too. Well, Dave, let's announce these winners. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see who we have. Okay. Uh, number five. We're giving away five of these bad boys. 
Number Boom. five is Joel Courtney. Joel Courtney, you're a winner. You're Come number on five. Down. <laughs> number four is Calvin Pierce. Calvin Pierce, you're a winner. Look at Tria typing fast. Look at that. <laughs> and number three, number three <laughs> hold is. Hold on, hold on. You got it, Tria? Calvin, she almost tagged Calvin Klein. I saw Calvin Klein pop up. We got some free jeans. <laughs> okay. So Joel Courtney was number five. Calvin Pierce was number four. Number three is Tony Tito Washington. Tony. Come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. All right. And number two. Number two. Who works for number two? Uh, number two is Eddie Stefan. Eddie, Eddie Stefan. Come on, baby. And the number one, the number one winner of the book is GSM's Pride. GSM's Pride. General Sales Manager's Pride. It's kind of a cool name. Hey, GSM's Pride, you just won a book. Make sure we have your contact info. We'll be reaching out. And for all of you that won that, congratulations. Hot off the presses. All right, guys. Hey, thank you so much for listening to us. We appreciate your support. We're so grateful to our listening audience. And uh, if you're interested in coming on Auto Dealer Live, we'd love to have you on. We want to hear your story. We're going to be doing a feature in the next couple weeks where we're going to be uh, just featuring your story. We'd love to hear your story. A whole show just interviewing a story. Man, rags to riches story. So we'll give you five minutes each. You come on and pitch. How about that? You You down for that, Lou? You want to be on our you want to be on our pitch story. Your pitch, not our pitch, your pitch. Hey, this is where I came from. If you want to be on that show, then message us today and we'll pick you get a room for probably about 6 or 7, maybe 10 that we can have call in throughout the show. And uh, no, I'm not together, but like call in throughout the show. If you can't pull that off, can you pull it All right, you can pull it off. You said he could pull it off, ladies and gentlemen. First 10, get on the show. If you want us to hear your story or if you know somebody whose story needs to be heard, how about that? You yeah, like that, Dave? You, yeah, I absolutely love it. If you crawled over broken glass for two miles in the snow to interview at a dealership, you need yeah. to call in. Yeah. So uh, let's do it. Hey, it's going to be If you worked great. at a dealership and you had to test drive cars and you don't have a license and you never drove, <laughs> you've never driven before, right. we want to hear your story. That's right. The pursuit of happiness. <laughs> there you go. A great show. We'll see you next week on Auto Dealer Live.